Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. DJ Manny. 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 Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo, the best in the business, that's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading up word from Scoop. He give you the business, he show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment, he give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT, so why ask? Watch out, watch out. If he out. about it, if he naming them, Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At follow Scoop him. B. At Scoopy, follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio. On your phones, on your tablets. In your cars on the aux cord, in the gym, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Follow me on Instagram at Scoop underscore B as well as Snapchat Scoop underscore B. And make sure that you all subscribe to Scoop B Radio by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. Subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, everywhere in between. Make sure on those applications you rate and review the podcast if you like it. Would love the honor. This episode of Scoop B Radio is sponsored by Wooter Apparel. Wooter Apparel is definitely on the come up after their partnership with Master P. And make sure you visit Wooter Apparel and use the promo code SNOOP. That's S-N-O-O-P. And when you do that, you save up to 20% on your first purchase at Wooter. This episode of Scoop B Radio features a familiar face. We have... Tim Thomas. No, he's not talking about Kenyon Martin. He's actually talking about Denzel Washington. Ruben Hurricane Carter. He's got some anecdotes and stories there, but enough out of me. This episode of Scoop B Radio is produced by DJ Maniel. So DJ Maniel, cue the tape in five, four, three, two, one. It's Squilly, y'all. Lay some treats on us. I listen to Scoop B Radio. Scoop B Radio. 
Goofy Radio on the line with the true king of Patterson, New Jersey, uh, Tim Thomas, a guy that uh, is a storyteller. You guys have heard stories in the club, stories in the court. Um, Tim telling stories about Charles Oakley telling him he was going to get waived or bought out, and then he went on to hit two big shots for the Phoenix Suns against the Lakers back in 2006. Joining us on the program again is Tim Thomas. Good brother. How goes it? Let's go. I'm good, man. What's going on? Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. As always. <laughs> yes, sir. So, fight week um, is upon us. we got a big fight today, Saturday. And um, whenever people get into fighting spirits, you get a lot of uh, fight stories that people want to tell. And you happen to know Ruben Hurricane Carter, a guy that's from Patterson, New Jersey, your hometown. Correct, correct. And um, you were going to say something? No, I was that. You actually, the movie of Ruben Hurricane Carter, it was a movie that was done back in 1999. Um, Denzel Washington uh, started, and, and you actually, while you were in high school, you were one of the top-ranked high school players in the nation at the time. You got a chance to actually meet Denzel Washington. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, I was, uh, I think it was my junior year in high school at Patterson Catholic. And um, mm-hmm. we was in the middle of practice, and then all of a sudden, um, a cop and some dude dressed in a suit come walking mm-hmm. in the gym. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they go over to the coaches or whatever. So we first thing we're thinking was somebody got in trouble, somebody did something last night. Right? <laughs> so, um, you know, they go over to the coaches, and um, they was explaining to the coach that Mr. Washington wanted to see me downtown. So I'm thinking that's, you know, a detective or something like that. Not knowing that uh, it was Denzel Washington that was downtown shooting uh, a movie called The Preacher's Wife at mm-hmm. that particular time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he actually called for me. So, um, you know, we're riding down, we get down there, and he's actually by City Hall, um, right. behind City Hall. And, um, you know, he has his trailer, and they're going through their scene and stuff. So... We actually in the trailer, man, and um, you know he was, you know, a, a good, good dude, man. Dropped a lot of dudes on me, gave me a lot of advice as far as um, you know, managing money and stuff that I was coming into, as far as you know, the fame and. But the most important thing about it was he connected two Patersonians together, and uh, I knew nothing about Hurricane Carter uh, at that time, uh, Mr. Ruben Carter at that time. Um, of course, I was a. I wasn't even born when the stuff that was, you know, going on with him was, you know, happening. So um, it, it was great for him to, um, you know, connect us and uh, for me to, you know, have an opportunity to meet a man that couldn't come back, you know, to our hometown, a man do, that went through so much um, in his life as far as sitting in prison for 20 years and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it was beneficial for me to get the information um, that he gave me um, about our hometown and, and, you know, the politicians and, you know, what people do there with, um, you know, so-called famous people or celebrities from that from that town. What specifically did Hurricane tell you? Uh, it was just telling me to watch out for um, pretty much how our city moves. Our city is it's a small city. Um, once you make it, uh, there's a lot of people that's going to come around, um, mainly uh, politicians, 
um, you know, people that's, you know, in the heart of it all um, and, and try to benefit off of, you know, um, your statue, um, your financial uh, situation. And, and that was pretty much it. Um, because of things that he went through, um, he just opened my eyes to a lot of the corrupt stuff that um, I guess the city officials was actually doing at that time. And, you know, of course, him being a lot older, he, you know, knew of what was going on and who was in position at that time. And truth be told, he was right, because there was a lot of things going on with different mayors that, you know, they got in trouble for and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he was just telling me if I was going to ever do anything with the city for the youth to do it on my own, try to find loopholes to do it without having to actually give uh, money to the actual city itself um, because that money is going to disappear, you know? Hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was great advice um, because like I said, it was mayors at, at that particular time. And, and still, you know, God just got in trouble um, recently. That's been doing a lot of, you know, corrupt things. And, you know, I had a cousin that was actually mayor um, when we had the big floods and, we had Obama, uh, President Obama came during in. Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, during Hurricane Sandy. Um, my cousin um, Jeffrey Jones is actually mayor. So, um, but uh, you know, it, it was great advice from from the champ. Definitely great advice. <clears throat> so, what is what did you do with that advice? Uh, he gave you the advice. You, you drafted by the uh, the Nets. Or rather, you're yeah, drafted by the Nets. Your rights are traded from the Nets to the Sixers in exchange for Keith Van Horn in '97 draft. And um, I'm, I hope I'm not making you feel old. You go, you go to the, you end up going to Milwaukee Bucks after you know playing for the right. Sixers. And what do you do with that advice um, as you've progressed in the NBA and now retired? I mean, I took it to heart, but still, I mean, I was in position to um, be able to give back, and uh, I definitely did that. Um, with numerous things. Um, I'm probably the only guy that's actually probably put a million dollars into my city um, for an event for the kids, for the youth. Um, so, um, you know, I, I took the advice um, for what it was, but I still went out and made sure that I did things for the community and definitely for the youth um, in, in various ways. You know, um, for 10 plus years, I did um, tuitions, full, full tuitions at my high school, um, numerous things with um, the Patterson youth as far as football. I started a Pop Warner football team. Um, me and Marcel Ship, a guy who played in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals, um, we flew our team out to, to L.A. to play against Snoop. Um, I started an AAU program. Um, we have 23 pros that came out of the program. Um, I got two girls basketball programs that I started. Um, I've been donating money to both high schools, Kennedy High School, Eastside High School. Um, just, you know, different things, man. The boys club, the YMCA. I mean, there's nothing in that town that pertains to youth that I haven't touched. Um, and the people that surround me, the people that really, really know, they, they, they know exactly what I have done. But um, as far as just the real information that he gave me, um, 
you know, playing the, the, the game with the politicians and stuff like that. Um, I, I have helped a lot of people get in the office with, with my celebrity. Um, but I, I haven't really crossed over the line with, you know, using my name or anything, um, to go towards, um, the actual city itself. Um, there was one building that I actually wanted, um, but the city wouldn't help me uh, financially with taxes and different things. It was a building in our city called the Armory. And mm-hmm. This building was um, it was an older building. It could have been used um, for like um, different sporting events. It was actually could have been you know probably rebuilt into a into a real stadium for for the high school um, teams that's there and you know different concerts or basketball games or whatever you want to you know put in there but uh they had army trucks and stuff like that in there and um when i was little my grammar school was right next door to that actual building it was just sitting there for forever and uh that was the one building i actually wanted to get and um the city wouldn't back me on that but other than that um i've been doing numerous things you know for the community especially for the youth Tim Thomas on the line with Scoopy Radio, talking Ruben Hurricane Carter, talking the city of Patterson, New Jersey, and uh, Denzel Washington. We talked a little bit about Denzel. I want to kind of reach back a little bit on on a personal note. Denzel was in uh, American Gangster. Uh, we starred as Frank right. Lucas, and you know my family being business owners in Harlem uh, for years, my my late uncle would tell me stories about how you know, in between scenes he would sit. Denzel would actually come into um, the store, kind of like you guys on the court having a Gatorade break, going into the right. going into the store and you know kind of just soaking up um, game, soaking up the, the Harlem scene and, and and what have you. For you, when Denzel um, requested your presence and wanted to get to know you, first of all, I mean, was it did, did he make a call to somebody in Patterson? Like, how did he know about you? I don't know. That's a great question. Um... Denzel's a sports junkie, so, I mean, he loves sports, so I'm pretty sure he probably, you know, knew that he was in my town or whatever, um, but as far as how did he reach me, he just, I guess he just sent for me, like, like American Gangster, <laughs> you know, like, go get that kid, because literally, I was in the middle of practice, and, and you know, in the, in the picture itself, like, I had, um, I lived, like, two blocks from from my uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So I asked the guys, I'm like, hey, can I, because I had, um, you know, at, at my high school at Pastor Calvary, we wore um, uniforms. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go downtown in my uniform, so I wanted to be cool. So I'm like, man, can you shoot me to my house right quick? We just throw on something. So, you know, in the picture, I don't even know if I iron my jeans or anything. I just threw it on. Right. And it took off. You know, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, he just, pretty much sent for me, you know, and, and that was it. So once I got there, it was, it was, uh, it was cool because, um, on my 33rd birthday, I got a chance to meet Obama, um, when mm-hmm. I was with the Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that was, that was a great, great weekend for me. But, um, that's also going to be in the documentary, by the way, um, check that out coming 2018. But, um, it was, it was, it was similar to that. I mean, of course, everything was blocked off as far as with security and stuff like that. But Denzel is one of the one of those type of people that um, if he's 
in your town or, you know, he's around, he's a major, major figure. And um, if you can get around him, man, the guy is, is, is a great guy. He's a lot of information, um, a lot of jewels he can drop on you, you know. Your mom must have been jealous you got to meet Denzel. Um, sort of, kinda. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was weird. You know what? Because the the reason why it was so weird is the fact that when people are in your town shooting movies, nobody announces those kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Unless you're in New York or L.A. or somewhere like that. Nobody's going to say, you know, or put in the paper, Denzel's coming in, you know, tomorrow at six to shoot where, where that, you don't get that kind of information. So mm-hmm. when it happened, it's all a shock to everyone. Right. You know, it was a shock to me. Like when we actually met, um, after, you know, introducing ourselves, I couldn't really talk. Like I was just shocked because I'm like, yo, I'm sitting here with Denzel. I'm in high school. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here with Denzel. Like, and it's, it's awkward, but he was so cool. He made me relax and just be myself, you know? So it was, it was a good thing. And then the other thing was that he was giving me so much information about my town and I didn't even know. I had no clue about it. Like we was, we was right behind, um, city hall and the old police station was right there. The same police station that, they actually locked uh, Mr. Carter up in um, during his days. Mm-hmm. So he, he with his power, mm-hmm. took me in there to see that old prison or that mm-hmm. old jail. You know, so that's something that, you know, to this day, and me being who I am from my own town, probably couldn't get the, the okay to go see that old jail cell, you know? So that's this is how much power you know this man has. Retired NBA player Tim Thomas on the line of Scoopy Radio, and I swear, movie director, uh, basketball player, you, you segued your own uh, maybe radio uh, broadcasters in your future. You mentioned the documentary "I Am Tim Thomas," uh, which will be released sometime next year. Tell me more about that uh, documentary that you dropped. Well, the, the doc is pretty much about um, my life as far as just. Um, what I've seen, what I've been through, um, the good and the bad, um, from an early age up until now. I mean, I have so many different stories. And you got to remember, um, I played in the 90s, um, which most people would consider the golden golden era of, of the NBA. Sure. Um, late 90s. Um, so, you know, during that time, there was a lot of things going on, but it wasn't, we didn't have social media. You know, you didn't have, you know, the little camera phones and stuff like that that we have now. So a lot of people wasn't actually walking around with actual, you know, cameras in their pockets and stuff like that. So, you know, this just gives me an opportunity to, you know, tell my story. Um, I do have a few pictures. I just, you know, dropped the jewel on you with this one with the Denzel stuff. Um, you know, so it's, it's pretty much just going to be, you know, um, a doc on, on my life. You know, like I said, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, you know, and just, you know, putting it out there definitely for the younger generation. Like I said, I have a I have a AU program, um, based out of Jersey. Um, uh, we have twenty three pros came out of that out of that program. The so Don't a, be modest. The player. Yeah, the player. <laughs> and um, 
and you know, a lot of these kids they know of me, but they don't really know the story. You know, they don't know that I'm the I'm the player to the players. Mm-hmm. You know, that I was such a a bad dude that had you know Kobe and and you know Vince Carter, you know, playing with me, which which was a good thing. You know, we 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 went out there and we was like rock stars, man. So I'm kind of change the the way uh, the AAU mindset is is uh, being ran nowadays as far as not having these super teams with, with the AAU programs, you know? And I'm curious, so. you, you mentioned Kobe Bryant. Um, got it. I've, I've, I've profiled him and his father quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. Recently wrote a piece on uh, Charles Oakley telling you that the Bulls um, we're going to uh, buy you out of your contract, et cetera, et cetera. I've always wanted to ask you this: when you when you look at um, when you look at um, that game six shot that you hit against the Lakers, um, mm-hmm. what were the first words that Kobe Bryant said to you after you guys won that game six? Did he say anything to you after that? Um, no, actually, no. I mean. It, it was really nothing. I mean, nothing really to be said because it's it's such a you're such in a, a competitive nature that um you know when you win it's like yeah and when you lose it's like you don't want to talk to nobody you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. um it's it's one of those things where um you know it, it just happened it's, it's part of sports it's, it's really nothing to talk about um probably game seven you probably you know say this shot or something of that nature but after the game no it was nothing man I was. I was actually um celebrating with um <laughs> with uh uh Charlie Charlie Mack from Philly. Mm-hmm. Will Smith uh best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was actually in the tunnel um right there. And uh, you know, we was actually celebrating about the shot and, and that was it, man. I mean, that was just just that, but um that was the only series that um me and Kobe actually Played against each other, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm up, you know, one zero against them um, with that. But uh, other than that, I mean, we we never been in a situation to to uh, to um play against each other when it was meaningful, you know, like a like a playoff game or something like that. Because you mostly played in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, so it, it was it was good. It was good, man. Tim Thomas on the line, Scooby Radio, and you talked about um, Hurricane Carter. You talked about um, you talked about Denzel Washington, and you know Michael Jordan is a guy that you've got to know over the course of the years. What was more, um, where where were you more starstruck? Were you more starstruck the first time you met Michael, or the first time you met Denzel when you met Denzel Washington? Both, man. Both. I mean, these guys are big time. Both. Both. I mean, I I would say probably Michael Moore because I was I was trying to get there. I was trying to get to that level of mm-hmm. you know being in the NBA and 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 all of that um, and having the opportunity to play against them. You know. Right. Um. So. The first time I met to Scotty was Scott Pippen was really the guy I really looked up to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I love what Magic was doing, being six nine, handling the ball and stuff. 
But then when Pippen came around, I was like, oh, I, I need, I want to be like this guy. And that was, you know, just it for me. So to be around Pip was a thrill. That was everything for me. But then to be able to be around Mike and to see, you know, just how big he was at that particular time, it was like, I never met Michael Jackson, but I'm assuming it was probably, you know, something <laughs> of, of that nature. You know what I mean? But this, it was like, you know, he, he, he walked out and it was like God was there. You know what I mean? It was like, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, that I'm here. Like, you know what I mean? One of those kind of things. You know what I mean? So I would I would definitely say, um, you know, MJ a little bit more, but I was starstruck with, with definitely with Denzel. You know. Now you talked about Ruben Hurricane Carter, um, dropping you some advice. There's some other guys, um, that have come out of Patterson, New Jersey, uh, Fetty Wap, uh, Mike Adams, uh, NFL player. Um, the Bible says to whom much is given that much is required. Um, for you, how did you pass on that knowledge to other folks that came out of Patterson? Who specifically did latched on to you? Well, for me, man, I, I, I try to tell all the cats, um, that have made it, um, you know, what's what out here in the world as far as trying to drop them some jewels. Um, there's been plenty of guys who, you know, have made it um, on football and boxing and stuff like that. So um, when I'm around, man, I, I try to give everybody information. Me and Mike Adams is really cool. Um, Mike does a lot of things in the community with kids and stuff. Um, Victor Cruz as well. Um just Blazers from our town. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with I grew up with Omar Sheeta, um, David Toledo, Frankie Toledo. Um, we got guys like Kendall Holt, uh, Marcel Shipp, um, Gerald Hayes. Um, you know the list goes on and on. Roy Sparrow. I mean, all of these guys. You know, came out of out of our city. Um, you know, doing the sports thing. Um, Fetty, Fetty Wap. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, are successful. And um, if I'm around them, man, I, I definitely try to, you know, give them some advice, drop them some juice as far as, you know, definitely number one, the city, you know, do the things for the kids and, and make sure you know where the cash is going and stuff like that. And then um, any other advice that they would need, you know, from me, you know, that's nothing. They can always reach out. They know that. Patterson, New Jersey is one of the best kept secrets <clears throat> in the nation. Obviously, not of late, know. not of late, not of late. Not of late. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy, but go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. But, but as far as success stories, notables like yourself and others have made moves. Um, for you, when you were coming through the NBA and you would tell people that you were from Patterson, New Jersey, how often did people associate the movie Lean On Me with Patterson in your travels? All the time, because that's all they knew. Okay, that's all they knew. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, and also in the documentary, I'm gonna be talking about um, the the whole East Side High School Lean on Me stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up. My backyard was facing the school, so I kind of seen a little bit of everything. Right. You know? But um, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all they knew um about the town because of of the movie and um. You know, a lot of people um, thought it was kind of, you know, crazy. But you got to remember, 
in the 80s when the crack ever hit, that was everywhere. It wasn't just, you know, Patterson. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was, across it was York like too. that. Yeah, and it was like that for a lot of schools. You know, but it, it was just the story with, um, you know, the way Mr. Clark, you know, kind of cleaned the school up and, and everything that, you know, kind of, I guess, caught everybody's attention. But that was everywhere, man. It was everywhere. You couldn't walk down the street without seeing crack vials or whatever, you know, anywhere. You know, so, I mean, um, we didn't really have any real history. You know, you could tell people, yeah, you know, the comedian, uh, Lou Costello is from from uh, Patterson and, and stuff like that. And uh, whatever. Then you tell them, oh, we got the the beautiful falls downtown and stuff like that. And people will say, well, you gotta you gotta get through the city to get downtown, you know, because the city is you know with all the shooting and stuff like that. So I'm like, listen, you know, it's really not like that. You know, that's everywhere. You know what I mean? That's in all inner cities. You know, because. It's just it's just tough on the communities right now, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere, you know. Yeah, in the state of New Jersey, I think um, Patterson, Trenton, and Camden are, are are definitely the heartbeat of the Garden State, and are often slept on. Um, and a lot of talent has come out of those cities, and as well as your hometown, Patterson. Before I let you go, talk about Joe Clark. When did you first meet Joe Clark? And was he as tough as he was depicted by Morgan Freeman in the movie? Um, I never met him. So no? I, no, I, I always seen him uh, from a distance. I remember I was I was younger. Um, my brothers and sisters went to Eastside. Um, my brother used to get in trouble a lot, fighting and, you know, hustling and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we I seen him from a distance. That was it. You know, I, I never, I never um, had an opportunity to actually meet him physically. Well, that was my last question, but I asked for more. Um, will your film be on YouTube? Will it be online? Will it be on iTunes? Where can folks find it? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out right now. Um, it's definitely going to be online. Um, I just don't know exactly when, where, and how, but um. You know, I have some time, but it's definitely going to be out um, 2018. It should be good, man. I'm, I'm going to give uh, good people a little bit of insight of, um, you know, how I grew up in, in the city of Patterson, uh, the stuff that I've seen from an early age all the way through, um, the success story, you know, the, the good and bad, family struggles, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a good thing, man. Um, a lot of people think, you know, it's just going to be, you know, strictly basketball and talking about this and that. I'm definitely going to go into that, but um, it's going to be a, a little different. You heard it first. Retired to be a player, Tim Thomas, Scoop B Radio. We out. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.